Just got done recording an episode of End Times, and I, you know, was going to end the series today of um, Dreams, and I wasn't going to do an episode of End Times, but I thought I had a topic to talk about, so I went ahead and did a topic that I wanted to talk about on the show. But Dreams is really running out, because there's only so many dreams that we can have. Okay, there really is. There's only so many dreams we can have. We have the paralysis dreams where we're half awake, half asleep, and we see things in our room when our eyes are open, but we're paralyzed because our body is still sleeping. You know, it's a defense mechanism for our bodies to go into paralysis mode while we are sleeping so we don't get up and go do anything. You know, so that's uh, that, that that's one of the precautions that our body takes. Um, sleep paralysis can be scary as you can see things, you know, demons. Uh, it can lock up the airwave, the airwaves of uh, your lungs, and you cannot breathe sometimes. I know sometimes when I get into sleep paralysis, I can't breathe. And that gets scary because, you know, you're trying to wake up because you don't think you're breathing anymore. You become conscious and it shuts down your lungs and then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, you know, I can't freaking breathe. But then there's times when you're sleeping and you hear voices in the night, you hear movements outside, you hear, you know, you got astral projection of, you know, what are you doing while you think you're asleep, but you're actually in sleep paralysis, or you think you're awake and you think you're doing something, but it's actually just a dream, but yet you're still in your house. Like, is that the soul? Is that the soul when you think you're still sleeping and, or you think you're awake and you're, you're moving around, but like your soul interacts with something that's going on? You know, that's the type of thing you have to ponder and wonder about. So... One thing I did want to talk about today is the, uh, you know, children and babies. You know, babies are like a world of their own. You know, they, they, they come into the world and they don't know very much. They don't understand very much. And they have very active minds. Their first couple of years, even all the way up until their 20s, early 20s, their minds are very active and very adaptive, and they learn a lot of different stuff. And that's why they get kids into education at a very young age, so they can learn and, you know, see new things, and, and they can grow into an, uh, an effective human being. One thing I notice is that when you're around babies, when you're around children, when you're around young ones, they give you, like, if you look at them, if you're even around them, they give you the most active dreams there ever was. Why? Because I noticed this one time I was on an airplane where I was just sitting down and there was a baby being held by a mother. And, you know, I feel like I connected to the consciousness by means of my dark 
mind of space was incredibly more active. There was green, there was red, there was there was uh, not really blue, but mostly green images, and it was more vivid. You know how when you shut your mind, sometimes you can see things? Like, say you did something all day. Like, say you played Madden all day. When you lay down in bed, all you're thinking about is all the images you saw throughout your day. So, like, when, when a baby doesn't comprehend the world very well, doesn't understand it, it has very active images because everything that it's experiencing is is taking up the majority of its life. Say it's around for a year, you know, one day is, you know, roughly, you know, a higher percentage than one day in a person who is like 20 plus years of age. So the active imagination of a child is amazingly more active. So what I'm saying is when you're around a child and you look into their eyes or you look into their mind, not that you look into their mind like you're telepathically, you know, looking into their mind, but just the consciousness of being around a child or a young one or a baby really gives you more active mind waves. I don't know if there's a study based upon, you know, like the mind of younger people compared to the mind of older people, but I know a younger mind is way more active. And I know that it's way more imaginative as it doesn't know. It doesn't have, you know, foundation and in, in, in of what's right and wrong. And even going to school, you don't have foundation of what is right and what is wrong. You know, like you, you understand, you know, the teacher is grading you and they're t teaching you this coursework and there is right and wrong. But the only truth that can be found is upon studying the Bible. You know, you, you could gain the basic education. You could go to college, you know, flunk out or pass, either or. And, you know, then you, then you could start studying about the truth of the world, the truth of the Spirit, the truth of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the truth. And you could start understanding the truth of the way the world works and the truth of religion. And then sometimes when you're in psychosis, you can have visions, visions of evil and visions of good. The evil is bad and wrong, as in a right or wrong answer, and the good is truth and correct. It's as simple as that. Right and wrong, truth and correct, I mean, right and wrong, truth and lies, and all the above. You know, it's a classic tale of what is the ultimate truth and what is ultimately correct compared to what is a lie and what is ultimately wrong. And, you know, they put these things in educational systems to teach us the program societal context. But uh, what is really correct? Is it what we perceive in society and in schools and in government? Or is it the world outside, you know, the reality that we're all set in? 
They say when you go into psychosis, you can't really function in reality, which I agree with. But who's to say that reality that you go into when you're in psychosis is not the correct reality? Who's to say that? For years in uneducated societies, when they didn't have teaching and they didn't have any of that stuff that, that programmed our minds... You know, back in the day around biblical times, there was prophets, there was people who saw the future, there was people that connected to the Holy Spirit and wrote down scripture, there was people, there was prophets, there was, you know, the, 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 there was foreseers, there, there, there was all sorts of different things. And who's to say that that is not truthful when we apply it to today? Say, for instance, I, uh, I go into psychosis and I think, and this is based upon a true example, and I think that the world is being taken over by cryptocurrency, the internet has a lockdown on us, and I must use my image, which is based off Skynet from Terminator series, to lock down the control that the cryptocurrency has over the world. And when I walk outside, all the plant life is uh, artificial. It's all, you know, mechanical and technological. And the whole world becomes nothing but made out of technology. Now, I've had this vision before that it all just becomes technology, 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 that we're not just simply brainwashed by technology to where we all soon start acting like robots and we lose our life. We're say, for instance, you know, our life is the things without technology. You know, you talk to somebody online, it's through telecommunications, it's through text message, it's through technology. It's not in person and you don't understand the person in person because more often than not, you're communicating with people through technology, not through in-person conversation, not through you know, personal relationship development. So say, for instance, all this takes place in your mind, in your psychosis, and, you know, you want to get away from it all, and you want some form of realness, and then you see it in the woods. It's a, it's a, it's a bed out in the forest of a king and of a queen, and there's beehives, you know, that are protecting it that are you know like protecting the, the the forbidden image of the twilight zone so you get a little bit of truth you don't know if you're hallucinating you know you never know if you're hallucinating i, I had a hallucination the other day i was reading a verse from the bible and it said something that didn't make too much sense to me it was like an evil statement from the Bible. I didn't understand it. I reread it and reread it and reread it and reread it. And after the fifth time rereading it, the word they changed to like use or, or something like that. The word changed. One of the words changed that I was reading. And I was like, oh my God, are you serious? If words 
and sounds are manipulated to me from what I perceive, how do I know that what I perceive is correct? I don't. I don't know. They say when you are in psychosis or when you are having a hallucination, that it is an active part of the dopamine in the brain that is active during REM sleep that triggers a image or something to take place in modern waking day that is consciously taking place while you sleep. Now, I've had dreams about my consciousness in waking life in my dreams. And I'll get back to you about that after this short little break. So yeah, now the part that you want to hear. What I got to say is, sometimes in my dreams, I carry the same mind that I have in waking life. Last night I had a dream where I saw two old colleagues. And I never got much respect from them. And then I started showing them what I've been working on in my modern day life. I had my phone with me. I had my podcast with me. I, I, I showed them what I'm working on in my broadcast career. And they were really interested and they, and they gave me compliments. And they were really happy about it. And, and they were really, you know, like giving me, you know, confidence that, 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 that supported me. Then I, then I told them my story of what happened after I graduated and after I got sick and, and while I was sick and when I got sick and, you know, and I showed them a picture that doesn't exist, but in the dream, I knew it existed and I had it. And I was like talking to them. This is like taken February 2nd, 2013 you know, only a month or two after my break and I wanted to do women's basketball and wanted to talk about this. And, you know, I was showing them a picture that I knew was there and it never existed. How can I have the same consciousness of showing them my series that I've worked on and then have an alternate dream reality where I'm showing them images that I know in my mind is there. How can I have a dream about going to a place and knowing where it's at or knowing this place and that I've been there? It's like the memory of dreams. If you go into your dreams and you have a memory of something, you must have visited that place or been near there in, in former dreams. It's like dreams is its own world. And that is what is so amazing is that, you know, when you cross over, when you combine your reality with your dreams, you have a world of the two interlocked. Now, when I was talking about my series and I was talking about my reality of, you know, what has happened to me in regular life in my dreams, they looked at me like I was weird, like it didn't make sense. And I'm like, it makes perfect sense is what I'm thinking. 
It was crazy. Then, getting back on the subject of, you know, looking into baby dream eyes or whatever, um, when you see the mind of a child through looking into their eyes, you don't see their mind or anything like that, but you, you just look at them and all of a sudden you have an intense mind and intense dream. I know for me, back-to-back nights, I had a dream that was like 30 dreams in a row, all different, all short, spanning 5 to 15 seconds. And they were all different dreams. And that leads me to believe that my connection to people, depending on what's going on in their life, it can be any type of person. But the reason I use children as an example and a baby as an example is because they have the most active minds because they know so little about the world that they think something and they have to be taught what's right and wrong. So the main concept I'm trying to get at is that when you know your dreams in reality are the same as your dreams in your dreams or your reality in your dreams and your dreams in your reality. Oh my God, it's getting crazy over here. You know, when you know they're similar and they're connected and they're intertwined, that, that leads you to believe that if I go into psychosis and I go into dreaming in reality, would other people see it? That's what I want to know. Would other people see your imaginative REM sleep, your imaginative dopamine in reality, or would that only be present to you if your reality is solely based upon your experience? That means we are all individuals and we cannot share our mind or our spirit. We can share our mind, but we cannot share our spiritualness with others. It's like taking a drug. Now, I don't do very many drugs. I don't do any at all. Uh, I did marijuana when I was in college, but I never did a hallucinogen drug. It's like, say somebody did some drug that makes them see something. Would they see it with another person? Would that other person that did the same drug with them, would they see it too? Or would they see something different? And that leads me to believe that everybody's experience is different and it's all based upon the soul your soul that's what it's based upon so that's what i'm thinking you know i'm thinking that you know your soul basically you know is different based upon your own experiences and and you can never communicate that through an image or through a voice or through anything to another person. Sometimes I hear my voices of me broadcasting a football game, you know, like I'll do a voiceover on a football game and I'll, and I'll say something on play-by-play like great play. No. Yes. Awesome. It'll be one line. It'll be one line short, very short to the point. And I wondered to myself, I don't think it ever gets recorded. I think it's metaphysical. And I don't think that 
anybody else hears it. And that's why it leads me to believe that these feelings and these experiences that I have are all metaphysical. Your dreams, what you experience with souls, your spiritual awakening, your psychosis, your crossover between dreams and reality, reality and dreams, and the combination of the two in the waking world, it's all metaphysical. Metaphysical is the things like time, knowledge, mind, soul, spirit, uh, acceptance, you know, things that are in existence but are not seen or can be effectively materialized. Metaphysics is the study of things in reality that are not materialized. Like you can't have a, you know, token of knowledge unless you have it written down in a book. But I mean, like to measure somebody's knowledge, there's not like knowledge, you know, in a measuring cup. You know, you can't pour your knowledge in a measuring cup and measure it because it's non-physical. It's metaphysical. So when you have sexual experiences that you cannot recall, there is no physical body, that's metaphysical. But you felt it and you experienced it. When there is dreams that you have that have no evidence of recorded data, like you can't videotape a dream, it happened but it's metaphysical. Your dreams are metaphysical. Your spiritual experiences are metaphysical. And metaphysics is real and can incorporate just about anything that somebody experiences. If you experience something, it can be true based upon the existence of it to you, the person that it happened to. It may not happen to anybody else. They may not see or hear or understand or have the delusion that you have, but because it happened to you, it's real to you, and that's metaphysics. And that's just what I got to say for today is, uh, you know, be careful because if we're all individuals and we all have our own knowledge, mind, spirit, soul, body, you know, everything. If we all have our own, you know, it's like the great Alan Watts, you know, he talks about you are your own God. You are your own human. You are in control of your universe. You are God. You know, he doesn't believe in the God. He believes you are God, which of course I got mixed up a lot of the time until I started devoting myself to the true God. But I mean, he talks a lot about personal insight and personal experience, you know, knowing that, you know, you are only susceptible to what you know and what you experience. You are what has made you and what you incorporate into your life is your reality, which is true. So if you believe succubuses are visiting you at the night and they're having sex with you, you believe that in the reality. If you believe there is recorded data about you because there's some secret project going on known as the God Project and they're recording you, then that is your reality. 
So essentially, you make your reality. And that's all I got to say for today. This has been an episode of Dreams called Metaphysics on JCHW Broadcasting, presenting Joe Wilmot.